Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited today to speak with a very decorated fencer, uh, an Olympian, uh, Mr. Ivan Lee, who's currently the head coach of Long Island University's fencing team. Ivan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, how you doing? I'm great, I'm great, excited to speak with you, man. Um, so I wanna start off from the beginning, kind of how you got exposed to fencing. Um, obviously you have a very decorated career. Uh, I'm gonna talk about you know, what made you fall in love with the sport and stick with it and some of the highs of your experiences as a competitor. Sure. Um, I've been fencing almost 30 years. I got started uh, at the Peter Russell Foundation when I was about 10, 11 years old, um, along with a lot of great fencers, uh, Keith Smart, Aaron Smart, um, uh, and some of the guys that are uh, on the current Olympic team, uh, Khalil Thompson, um, Yasser Ramirez, Curtis McDowell, Daryl Homer. Um, you know, I, I got started just like all of them did as a young kid, just learning something new. And my mother got me involved in it and, and she just said, just try it, see if you like it. I tried it, it stuck, I enjoyed it. Um, just decided to stick with it, fenced throughout high school. Uh, got a scholarship to St. John's and uh, fenced there for four years, had a really good career there. Uh, continued to train, qualified for the 14. Um, you know, won a few national titles, junior world title, Pan Am, and all that good stuff. So, you know, really thankful um, for the career I've had. And, um, and now I'm into coaching and it's a, it's a completely different ball game. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, I remember starting out fencing, coming to the Peter Westbrook Foundation and um, seeing you guys, like you mentioned, you, Keith, um, you know, Kamara James at that time, um, some of the other fencers who were just incredible and it just opened my eyes, Ben Bratton, um, to a whole nother level of fencing and, and competition. Um, so you guys were always on another level. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see kind of how your career you know, uh, transitioned and went on. So can you talk a little bit about, I guess, you know, at what point you decided to move from competing as your primary focus into, you know, thoughts of coaching? Um, so coaching for me uh, was something that I never really wanted to do. Uh, it wasn't something that uh, I planned on doing. I, was, I really enjoyed being a referee, to be honest with you. Uh, when, I, when I stopped fencing in 08, when I stopped competitive fencing in 08, um, I had already been knee deep into refing, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed going to competitions and just seeing things from a different perspective, making the calls. And the best part about refing is that I didn't have to care who won or lost. And after spending so many years dealing with the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, dealing with the pressure of always wanting to win, always trying to be the best and always trying to be on top, um, it was refreshing to, to just get to enjoy the, the sport from a different perspective and not have to care about who won or lost. My job is to go there, make the calls and go home. Uh, and so refing was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was my way of, of staying involved in the sport, getting to see my friends and, and just kind of enjoy the sport from a different perspective. You get to see some really, really quality bouts if, if you make it to the highest levels of the, of the sport as a referee. Um, and so that was, that was pretty much my, uh, way of staying involved and, and giving back and um, so I did that for a long time and, and coaching was just the last thing in my mind uh, and then uh, I, you know completely unbeknownst to me my predecessor Mike Corona who was uh, the, the founding coach at LIU when uh, LIU was out in, at CW Post in Long Island it was a D2 program I believe they started back in uh, 2014 um, when they, when Long Island University decided to merge the Post and the Brooklyn campuses and jump from D2 to D1, um, 
he decided to step down and he recommended to the leadership there that um that they hired me to to succeed him uh and so they reached out to me and uh, made me a really good offer and you know i, I thought about it and it was just like well, i don't know coach is not really you know something i always wanted to do but i said let's give it a shot see what happens and uh so you know my competitive nature from, from being offensive just kind of kicked in and so I just trying to approach everything from a competitive nature and uh so far we, we, we've done pretty well we managed to uh you know, boost up the roster. We we're up to uh, over 20 fencers on our team and women's team. Um, and this past season, uh, we brought home our first national championship. Uh, Laura Fekita won our Division One women's FA title. And uh, it's, it's a great accomplishment for her. Uh, she was my first international signing. So it worked out. <laughs> and uh, hoping to uh, continue to do more of the same. Uh, we, you know, we've been bringing in uh, more fencers. I still, I don't want to mention any names yet, but I, I, I got some, uh, some, some major players headed, headed to Brooklyn. So um, hoping to um, do a little bit more damage in the years to come. Sure, we'll, we'll pay attention to, to the next few months, what happens in the next couple of years. Uh, but congrats on that success, that first national champion. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, people, you know, people keep saying, you know, it, it, it was COVID and, and, you know, all the, all the, all the top schools weren't there. And I said, listen, you know, at the end of the day, anyone who didn't fence on the NCAA level, just don't understand how much pressure that tournament is. And I, and I've told people a lot of times I, I fence in every event on earth, everything. I fence from a high school championship to NCAA to national championships, world championships, Olympic games. I competed everything. NCAA is the hardest tournament I ever fenced. Wow. And it's the hardest tournament I ever wrapped. And it is, it is an extremely tough tournament because it's the only tournament where you have to fence everyone else there. You can't avoid anybody. You have to fence the entire field. So, you know, at the Olympic Games, we just watched the Olympic Games. Anyone who was watching, we watched last night, this morning, we watched, and you win five bouts. That's it. Tournament's over. You know, five good bouts against people that you can beat, then you're an Olympic champion. You know, you know, four bouts and, and you're winning a medal. You know, I mean, it, it's 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 quick. You know, but there's a lot of people that you don't see. You know, there were there were 36 fences in the event, and and Aaron Silagi, he won the tournament for his third time, and it was great. 31 fences he didn't fence, or 30, 30 fences he didn't fence, you know, and that's the Olympic Games, and that's a tough tournament. Yeah. NCAAs, you got to fence everybody. You got to fence everybody, five touches, and the only way you get to win is if you finish in the top four. So that means you have to be not just fence a lot of five touches, but you have to be good in those five touches, you know, and uh, you finish fifth, you have no chance of winning. You got to get into the top four. Uh, and then you got to win two really, really tough 15 touch bouts. So, you know, COVID, I mean, yeah, it, it, it took a lot of schools out of the game last year, but um, Laura still had a tough challenge because she had to go through two Notre Dame girls who, who, you know, let's face it. I mean, these two girls were <laughs> about as good as it gets and she took both of them out. And uh, there is no, you know, there's an argument that could be made that had all the other Ivy League schools been there and the other big schools, Ohio States and all the other schools have been there, that those two Notre Dame girls could have still been in the top four. And and maybe Laura could have still been in the top four. But the bottom line is she won. Yeah. And uh, a win is a win. And yeah. I'll take it. Laura will take it. LIU will take it. And uh, 
you know, we're, we're aware that the pressure's on for this coming season. Yeah. Because a lot more schools will be back in action. But um, Laura's a fighter. She's, she's tough. She's as tough as they get. You know, she, she, she's, she's definitely not a princess. <laughs> you know, she's extremely tough. And um, I have a lot of faith in her. I have a lot of belief in her ability. Um, and I think, I think going in into this coming season in the future, I think she'll, she's ready to show a lot of people that last year was no fluke. Yeah. She's really good. So yeah. Um, we're definitely going to be uh, training toward that. And, and uh, along with the other fences that we have on our team and, and, and the, some of the new fences that we have coming in. And uh, we're just we're looking to make a splash. You know, I'm, I'm a very competitive person. So I'm, I'm just looking to, to get LIU on the map and turn them into a powerhouse and let everyone know that we're a force to be reckoned with. And uh, if you're in our way, we're taking you down. Because that's the only way, that's the only way to do it. So, so let me ask you, you made a good point. You've competed at every possible level. You can compete at the highest level, the Olympics, right? And, and coming into um, a new coaching position and you know, starting to bring in athletes to build your own team, how does that impact or influence the way you build your team or your coaching philosophy? You, you are very competitive, obviously, uh, for all the success you've had. So how does that translate into um, your coaching approach? You know, coaching, you know, there's, there's multiple uh, components to this. So, you know, the recruiting process is very difficult. Uh, it's very difficult trying to recruit uh, because well, for, for several reasons. One, I'm in New York City. And there are three other big schools in New York City, right? You got your St. John's, you got your Columbia, you got your NYU. Obviously, we have City, Hunter, and Wagner. There's a, a lot of schools in the New York area. So it's very, it's very competitive. Obviously, we have some schools in New Jersey as well, Connecticut. There are tons of schools in Boston. This is obviously the largest region in terms of collegiate fencing in the nation. So it is very, very difficult to convince fencers to want to come to LIU. Um, and, you know, Prior to last year, a lot of people didn't know that we existed, right? So, so you know, trying to get the name out, get people to, to recognize our, our logo, the sharks, you know, the blue and the yellow, trying to put it out there on social media and, and at the competitions and things like that. Uh, recruiting is difficult, you know, and, and, and it, it's difficult to go up against schools who have been around for 56 years and have multiple team titles, you know? Um, some of the coaches can, can just come up to you and say, hey, listen, you know, look how many national titles we have. You know, if you join my team, you know, you're going to win a national championship before you graduate, <laughs> you know? And, uh, uh, and then you have the Ivy League schools on top of that. And a lot of the kids, you know, they, their parents are telling them from when they're five years old, you know, you're going to this school, you're going to this school. So they already have that mindset. So when you put all those things together, it makes it very challenging to recruit. Uh, however, uh, you know, recruiting just like anything else. If you put your mind to it, and you do your research, and do your homework, and you're willing to go places and 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 and, and you know gather information and evaluate and, and pay attention to who's who and what's what, you can find people. Uh, and that's how I found Laura. That's how I found some of the other girls that that uh, that we brought in um, nationally and internationally. And that's how I found some of the people that we're going to be signing uh, in the next couple weeks. And uh, you know, you you you, you got to take your job seriously, like anything else you got to be aggressive you have to you have to be willing to uh you know put your put your school's name out there and and sell the program sell sell the school sell downtown brooklyn which i can do because that's where i'm from you know brooklyn's the greatest place in the world so i can easily sell brooklyn you know and uh 
and convince people that this is this is a place where they can come and their dreams can come true. You know, um, and and I'll tell anybody if you come to LIU, you know, you're gonna get an opportunity to fence. You're not gonna ride the bench. You're not gonna be sitting around there just being the last person on the team and, and just hope the team is successful. No, you're gonna be a part of our family. You're gonna be a part of what we do, and and you're gonna get a chance to shine. Uh, and and that's what I hope uh, I've been able to do with the current team and that every member of the team feels as though they're part of the family, every member of the team feels as though they're contributing. And whether they start every meet or they come off the bench or whatever it is, they know that they have a role to play. They know that they have uh, a purpose on the team and they know they're, they're helping to contribute to the team's success. Um, and so, you know, me, me being alone and not having a staff and just by myself, you know, I, I rely heavily on, on the leaders. You know, I have two team captains, I have some multiple squad leaders, I have student athlete reps, administrator. You know, everyone has a role. Everyone has, 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 a, has a function on the team. So when I need stuff done, someone told me, I need you to do this. You need to do this, you need to do this. And everyone does their job. So that way, you know, they, they know that they have an important role to play. They're, they're a part of something that's positive. Um, and they're contributing to us to our success. And 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 you know, Laura's championship is a championship for all of us. It's a championship for the entire team because, you know, and Laura will be the first to tell you, she, nobody does this alone. You know, nobody wins everything. All these all these tiles and stuff I got behind me, I didn't do it alone. While the people that you see in these pictures, they get the credit too. You know, the coaches, the teammates, the support staff, family, and so um, that's kind of my approach to coaching. Um, and obviously that's, that's the stuff, that's the intangible stuff. The tangible stuff is the X and O's. It's time to sit down. It's time to get your, your foot straight, get your hand up. We're doing footwork, advance retreat, lunge. We're, we're, we're working. We're working harder than anybody else because competition day is going to be our day off. That's going to be the easiest day of the week, you know? So, um, that's pretty much my approach. And, uh, you know, it, so far so good. You know, yeah. I never, I'm never satisfied with where we are. Always looking to do better, but so far so good. So, yeah. That's one thing that's been common with the other coaches I've talked to. They've talked about the importance of building that strong culture and that family unit, that community with their team. And you mentioned something I thought was really important with you're selling your program, right? Especially as one of the programs in a congested area, congested region, you're trying to sell that program to potential recruits. But on the other side, they're also trying to sell themselves to you as a coach um, and as a, a potential contributor to your team. So um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you're looking for um, when you're thinking about or looking at potential fencers to, to continue building the program you're trying to build. Absolutely. So, so I, I'm in a unique situation and, and I don't know, maybe there are other coaches who are, are kind of in a similar boat. Uh, but I, you know, when you take a job as a coach, you know, you're, you're pretty much, you answer up to your athletic director. Your athletic director is the boss. They tell you what they want. Uh, you know, in, our, in my particular situation, I was tasked with the responsibility of keeping uh, a decent sized roster. Uh, our roster size has to be at 20 or above. Uh, and that's the number that I was given. So when I, when I first got the job, we had eight girls on the team. So, you know, yeah. And, and they were like, oh, we kind of want to get the roster size up to 20. And I scratched my head. I'm like, okay, that, that's a lot of people we got to bring in. I said, all right, well, no, I'll get it done. And I was like, well, no, we'll, we'll give you a couple of years. You know, we know it takes some time. I said, no, no, I'll get it done by September, no problem. And I did, you know, and within five months, I managed to bring in 13 girls. And we went from eight to 21 uh, from the time I got hired to the start of my first season, wow. uh, my start of my first full season. 
And so, you know, I had to find people, you know, we had to, we had to find people. I was going to, to, to high school events, going to, you know, next, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking and finding people. Um, you know, so when, when, when I first started, I was just, I was, I was looking for people. I was like, anybody interested? Anybody interested in LIU? Let's go. I'll take you. You know how to lunge? I'll take you, you know? Um, obviously, I can't have that approach all the time. You know, at some point, I have to, I have to think about balance, right? We got three weapons. Um, you know, I can't overload on one weapon and be depleted in another. Uh, so I try to keep, you know, the numbers at around seven per weapon. That puts me at 21. That, that uh, satisfies the university, what they want, uh, but at the same time, gives me a healthy balance. Um, you know, if I have a fencer that does two weapons, that's a big value to me, you know, because if someone goes down to one weapon and you can do two weapons, then maybe I can have somebody switch and, and do another weapon. So, you know, you see that a lot with the kind of foil and epee, you know, you get some fencers that can do both. Sometimes foil and saber, they do both because of the right away thing. Very rarely do you have someone who does epee and saber, but, um, you know, versatility is big. Uh, obviously, you know, they're student athletes. Student comes first. So, you know, I, I'm looking for someone who's obviously not going to be an academic liability. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, more important than them having a good regular season, it's very important for me, uh, for us, I should say, to, to have a high GPA. High GPA. Last year, they, they pulled them a 3.5. This year, a 3.57. So they, they've been right where I, I wanted them to be. Obviously, they, they always do better. But I'm very pleased with uh, with their academics uh, so far. So they they've done uh, a tremendous job in that regard. Obviously, it's great to have successful fencers. Um, but I do enjoy having you know I, I enjoy getting my group of walk-ons because then I can teach you know and teaching is what I that's what I do is what I love doing. Um, you know, bringing in hired guns so to speak, bringing superstar talent, great. You know, because you just add add her and stir. You know, and they just go out there and just beat everybody, and it makes it makes life easy. But teaching and and starting from scratch and teaching on guard position, teaching advanced retreat lunch, how to extend properly, how to take a proper parry post, why are you taking the parry post, how do you set it up, how do you get the person to make the mistakes so that you can score. Teaching that, I enjoy that, and then watching them go out and compete and execute what they learn. And seeing their face light up like, oh, wow, this works. Okay, I can do that. And then seeing their confidence-wise. That has been probably the biggest enjoyment. So, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of coach that just goes out there and just looks for, you know, you got to be ranked in the top 10 in the country. You got to have an A rating. And you got to have, no, you know, I, I, I'm looking for people who, who, who know how to be part of a team, who understand teamwork, who understand citizenship, who understand cooperation, uh, who, who are going to keep their grades up. And and we're willing to do what it takes to to, to help the team uh, continue. So, um, you know, and at the end of the day, I still got to keep the roster size twenty. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm like I said, my my focus is slightly different than a lot of the other coaches. But uh, finding that balance, uh, I think, is probably the most challenging part of my job. And uh, as I said, so far so good. It's only been two years. I got a long way to go, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, doubling the size, more than doubling the size of the team in year one is pretty impressive. So you know, kudos to the recruiting job and, you know, taking that aggressive approach coming out of the gate. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but a little bit about how COVID challenged the team um, last year. You know, what kind of complications that presented, kind of how you navigated through that. 
Yeah, you know, we had, we had a, we, you know, I spoke with the university president and she told us that, you know, we were, we were moving forward. Um, you know, obviously get tested regularly, wear the mask, do what you have to do to stay safe. But we're proceeding on. We're not going to let this stop us. And she said, if you're ready to go, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready for you to go. And I said, um, I said, oh, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's have a season. And I told the team, I said, listen, we're going to have a season. I know a lot of the schools are, are stepping out. I believe we're stepping out. A lot of other schools are stepping out. We're going. So get ready to throw down in September. We're going to start practicing. We're going to start training. We're going to do what we have to do. We mask up. We get tested. But, you know, we're going to compete. We're going to have a season. And uh, girls, were, they were all for it. They were all for it. They were ready to go. We, we did what we had to do. Um, we, we managed to, to make it through the season, um, you know, and, and, and we survived the season, you know, and uh, we, we ended up with three All-Americans and a national championship. So it, it, it was great. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm optimistic that things uh, get better this season. Hopefully we have a lot more competition, a lot more schools returning, which I'm pretty sure will be the case. Um, but you know we're gonna we're gonna proceed. We're ready to go. You know we're gonna do everything we have to do to stay safe. Uh, you know we understand that different schools have different protocols in terms of competition, and we're prepared to do what we have to do. But we're gonna proceed this year just as we did last year. Um, gonna let this stop us. Um, and you know we're ready to throw down. I told the girls September 9th is our first meeting. Don't be late for practice. <laughs> you know we're ready ready to throw down. So. Right around the corner, right around the corner. So looking forward to the next season. Um, speaking of which, how do you spend, um, obviously, you know, you're doing recruiting and planning for the current team that you have for next year, but what do you do for the off season? How do you spend your time as a coach during the off season? Um, recruit, 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 recruit. Okay. Uh, that's the main thing, uh, you know, obviously talking to a lot of people um, and trying to stay in, in with the rules, right? Because the, the rules are like, oh, I got the book. The book is like this thick, what you can do, what you can't do, who you can talk to, who you can't talk to, when you can talk to them, when you can't talk to them. August 1st is coming around the corner, so I'll be reaching out to a lot of people <laughs> uh, who I can now speak to. I wasn't able to speak to last year and, and that sort of thing, and uh, you know, just making sure that uh, uh, I'm reaching out to as many people as possible, that they are aware that we're around, that we're aware of what we're trying to do, that we're constantly trying to build the program. We have scholarship money. We are, we are, we are looking to add a lot of talent to this team. Um, and, you know, answering a lot of emails, and Zoom meetings going on, and, and, you know, going to the competitions, scouting talent, uh, and, and, and just being as aggressive with that as possible. Um, I'm also, I'm also, uh, uh, I also coach privately at uh, Long Island Fencing Center out in uh, Carl Place, Long Island. So, you know, I've got, I got a bunch of little kids, look, a bunch of little uh, 2028 20, and 2032 20, hopefuls that we're, we're looking to, uh, uh, to, 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 to get on a competitive level. Um, and I got a couple, couple kids who are a little older who are looking to start going to national tournaments. I, I've been coaching there for just about two years right now as well. So um you know it's it's new giving lessons and running group classes and and running them into the ground kind of like i did you know when when i was a kid growing up and you kind of you know we always we always teach the way we were taught so i i kind of just throw a lot of things that that were instilled in me by the previous generations uh before me and and 
you know, just trying to get the kids on that competitive level, get them to understand the importance of working out, uh, stretching, eating properly, drinking their water, you know, staying hydrated and, and, and resting. And then, you know, getting their mind right for competition. You know, the way you practice is the way you're going to perform. You know, the way you prepare, that's the way you compete. So, you know, if you come to practice, you don't take it seriously, you get your butt whipped to the next competition. You, yeah. show up in comp you show up in practice and you're ready to throw down, you're ready to, to go to war with everybody, then, you know, it, you know, competition day, you'll be ready to go. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm coaching all year round. So, you know, when I'm not at LIU, I'm at LIFC coaching. Uh, and you know, just uh, just answering a lot of emails, uh, doing a lot of uh, recruiting, trying to constantly bring in people, uh, you know, staying stay in contact with the with the incoming senior class and people in high school now, so that we can try to get some people going for next year. And you know, it's it's it doesn't stop. Yeah, I put a lot of hours into this, and uh, but you know, when you take something seriously, you, you expect good things to happen. So. Yeah. Staying optimistic, hoping for the best. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're building the program the right way. So I'm sure success is, is imminent as it's already started. Um, before we wrap up, I guess one last question for you. Um, I, I understand that you're a part of a committee that is, uh, you know, a, a fencing coaches association, essentially um, looking to make some changes or developments with the sport um, on the collegiate level. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some of your goals with that or anything exciting happening there? Yeah, so uh, basically the College Coaches Committee right now is under, works with the uh, U.S. US Fencing Coaches Association. Uh, I'm on that committee along with, with Zach Moss and, and uh, Josh Runyon uh, and um, Juan Ignacio Calderon at UCSD, uh, Vince Caragano and Drew. Um, I, said, I said Zach Moss at Northwestern, uh, Jenny Salmon at Brandeis, Bruce Gilman is at Ambassador. So we have, uh, we have a good group of uh, obviously some newbies like myself and some more seasoned veteran coaches and uh, just looking to, to give the college offensive uh, coaches more of a voice uh, in the coaching community. Uh, obviously coaching is a completely different ball game than fencing. Uh, and it's important that the coaches do have a voice uh, so that when, you know, if there's certain changes that we'd like to see on the NCAA level, uh, we, we're, we're united and we're organized. Uh, we have a voice that that would be uh, better respected uh, in the in the NCA, in the eyes of the NCA, uh, and eyes of USA fencing. And so, um, you know, some of the things that have have been brought to the table include maybe realignment of the divisions and uh, 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 sort of a recalculation of how we. Um, determine who qualifies for NCAAs and the qualification process and things of that nature and other things maybe in terms of awards uh, that we give out postseason things of that nature so there's certain things that they're trying to do to kind of modernize uh, the way we do things and uh, I'm all for it uh, and definitely uh, looking to see what changes that we can make um, but um, again it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a brand new journey for me uh, I'm learning a lot every day. I'm learning a lot being on that committee. Um, learning a lot every practice. I'm learning from my students. They teach me so much. Uh, it's amazing how much, you know, I've been in the sport for so long and, and, and there are things that I picked up from my own fences that I use, you know, now as a veteran fence. I just turned 40, so I'm, I'm a veteran uh, uh, saber fencer. Now I'm back in the competition. Uh, won, won my first vet knack last month. I saw that. And I'm going I saw that. I saw yeah, that. man, I'm going to next month. 
So, you know, I'm not playing. I'm, 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 I'm back in it. So, um, and I, you know, I train, I train with my students, you know, like give them lessons and then hook up and fence with them, beat them up all night, you know, and some of them, and some of them, some of them bring it to me. Some of them bring it to me. I got some, I got a couple of kids who, who can, can go right back and forth to me every single time. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a good workout and, but, um, I'm learning, I'm learning, you know, that's the, that's what keeps me in. I'm learning. You know, it's a, it's a constant constant learning and if you're not learning then then you're not really doing it right you know so um I'm learning from my students I'm learning being being on the committee learning the the the, the administrative side the political side of, of things and then obviously you know for my students just learning the, the competitive learning more about the competitive aspect you know it's amazing you know when I bring in some of some ventures from different parts of the country different parts of the world and they share their experiences with me on how they got involved in the sport. And I just sit there and sometimes I listen to them and I'm like, wow, you know, we're all kind of here at the same time, in the same place, but we all had completely different routes to get here. And so it helps you have a large appreciation uh, for how you came up in the sport and, and, and where you came from and, and how you made it to where you are. And, and, and that's one of the things I enjoy about coaching is, you know, having a team as diverse as mine you know, like English, English is not the only language spoken at our practices. <laughs> you know, if you're on my team, you're going to hear, you, you know, you might hear a little bit of Hungarian, you might hear some Spanish. I don't want to, I don't wanna let the cat out the bag, but there are a couple of foreign languages you might hear. I want Coming soon. So-and-so, that's the girl I've been trying to get. Yeah, but <laughs> there's going to be a few foreign languages you're going to hear during practice that, you know, you're going to hear a little Russian, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, you, you know, and, and, and coming September, there's gonna be another language going here, but you guys will find out soon enough if you follow me on Instagram. Uh, you'll see who we're, who we're signing pretty soon. But um, you know, there, there, there are. Uh, uh, it, it's it's a it's a hotbed of 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 culture, and and we all get to learn about each other. We all get to learn about our past and and our background and our journey getting here. Um, and that's what that's what I love about this job. So. Um, we, we are looking to, to do big things moving forward. Uh, we do want to start a men's program down the line, and um, that's in the long-term plans, but it, it is something that we're looking to make happen. Uh, obviously, we're looking to uh, build a facility for, for our team, larger facility for our team. We have a pretty good facility now, but we're looking to uh, upgrade. Uh, and obviously, you know, just continue to, to bring, in, bring in some heavy hitters and keep not pumping out those champions by the pound. So um, I'm excited and um, I'm really optimistic to see what the future holds. And I really appreciate you for, for allowing uh, for allowing me to kind of put, uh, put the Sharks, there you go, Long Island University Sharks, put on the map. And uh, hope, hopefully anyone who's out there listening, LIU, we're in downtown Brooklyn, greatest place in the world. All right, we already have one champion. We got a lot more coming, and uh, you know, uh, just really, really, really optimistic and and um, positive about the future. Yeah, well, the sky's the limit, man. It starts with one, and and there's no telling how many more can follow after that. So, like I said, you're on the right path. Um, I know the team and the program are in good hands with you, so no question in my mind that that more success is on the way. Um, and we'll be staying tuned for that journey with the program, but also with your, your you know, veteran career at this point. Um, Sam, hey man, I'm, just, I'm just trying not to get hurt. I'm stretching yeah. every day. I'm trying not to get hurt. For yeah. sure. 
Sure. Any young chicken no more, but I can still go. I can still yeah. go. <laughs> I believe it. Well, I appreciate your time, Ivan. Um, and we look forward to doing this in person at some point soon. So thank you again for, for sharing your experience, your wisdom, um, and we'll speak soon. All right, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right.